Welcome to the Data Podcast. My name is Brian Ward, the creator and host of the Data Podcast. I am a coach, Marine Corps veteran, speaker, husband, and you guessed it, a dad. Are you ready to be inspired to be the best dad you can be for your family? This show will provide you with the tips, tools, and strategies to do just that. Are you a dad just going through the motions? Or are you looking to really elevate your dad game to the next level? Truth is, it is a blessing to be a dad. This is a responsibility we must take seriously. In the end, how do you want to be remembered? I hope you want to be remembered as a phenomenal dad. Your legacy starts in the home, not outside the home. If you're really ready to elevate your dad game, then make sure you bang that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. Now, let's get started. Data. Welcome to another episode of Data, everyone. Thank you guys very much for joining me. Uh, I'm really excited, just like I am every single week with all the phenomenal guests that I have on my show. But today is a little bit special because he's a musician. He writes music. He writes. He has, he has videos uh, and he does it with his family, which is really cool. But my good friend, Daniel Martin, has joined me on Data. Welcome to the show, brother. How's it going, Brian? Good to see you. Good to see Let's you, too. Yeah. And I'm excited. Awesome. I'm excited, too. I've been looking forward to this because... Uh, you know, what you guys do is awesome. I think it's so encouraging and inspiring and motivational, you know, motivational for kids. Uh, I cannot believe I almost said motivationing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that's but, why we, we create those word videos and we'll teach everybody the word motivationing for sure. Right, right. <laughs> uh, so awesome. Um, for my listeners who may not know you who you are, let's kind of dive into a back history of you, kind of how you grew up and, uh, and then obviously uh, how you got into the stuff you're doing now. Uh, and then obviously this is a dad podcast. So I want to know about your family as well. Yeah, of course. Well, um, everything kind of started playing in punk rock bands when I was 13 years old. You know, I got my first guitar at 10. Uh, my dad said, if you learn how to play these flamenco guitar parts and, you know, flamenco guitar is insanely hard. So um, from 10 years old to 13 years old, I just every day till my fingers bled worked on those songs um, so I can trade up the acoustic guitar and get my first electric guitar. Uh, so that kind of set off the whole like music uh, thing. I started piano at five and I didn't, I wanted to be in a rock band. That was what I wanted to be as a rock star. So, you know, I played in all the the bands throughout high school. Uh, I did touring bands right out of high school. We did shows opening for bigger bands like Corn. So we played big arenas and rock stuff like that. Um, and I realized right away, like being on the road, like constantly touring was not really going to work for me. I, I don't know what it was, but I mean, traveling with a group of guys and uh, not having any sort of sense of family around was extremely difficult for me. And I so basically the, the universe handed me exactly what I wanted. They said, here you go, rock star. And I said, I don't want this. This is not right for me. Uh, so out of all my friends that were doing music, I was the only one who bought a computer and learned how to do the production side of things and the recording side of things. Um, and that's really where I found, uh, myself being super comfortable with creating, which was new music every single day, new artists every day in a studio. My dad and I built my first recording studio from the ground up in Anaheim. Uh, so there's just a lot of cool history that, that kept pushing me forward, uh, and when things got hard, always something cool would happen and, and drive that even further. And that, you know, I got signed to Sony ATV as a songwriter. It's the biggest music publisher in the world. 
so things just kept guiding me down this path. And through that journey, I ended up finding uh, my wife. I was producing her country album and uh, we were not anything at that point. And the relationship just developed and we ended up having, well, I had to count the number of children we have now because it gets, uh, I get lost at times. We have four kids. So um, this whole thing came when our son Nixon was born. He's now six, almost seven. And we just said, let's make these little YouTube videos because uh, we have the stuff. We have the cameras. We have a green screen. We can figure out how to do all this. And one silly little video just turned into now an entire catalog of music and YouTube stuff. And uh, it's tough, to be honest. There's a lot There's a lot of challenges with YouTube. But the best thing in the world is being able to include my kids and my wife in the stuff that I do. Uh, and we just have a lot of fun. It's, I mean, we get to play dress up and make believe for a living. And I could not be any more pleased with that. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Now, um, you talked about your dad a little bit. Uh, did your parents uh, influence you or guide you into music? Or is it something that you just wanted to do on your own? Well, nobody knows where I got my music abilities from because none of them play anything or do anything. <laughs> Um, I think I, myself and my cousin Alex are the only musicians in the whole family, but, uh, they were definitely the ones that said, don't quit. Don't ever quit. Just keep going. Uh, my dad is very practical. He was Anaheim PD for 30 years. And, you know, he's like, you need to save money and you need to do these things. And I said, that's great. But like, if plan A is rock star, plan B is still music producer, which is just as this, you know, hard to, it's like a pipe dream. Um, but through it all and through his guidance, I was able to find some practical ways of becoming what I wanted to be while still being responsible with money and being responsible with my time and learning how to manage people, which, you know, to be honest with my dad being a police officer, I learned a lot about people through him, which I apply every single day when I meet new people and how I'm going to handle situations even in the studio, there could be arguments, there could be things where people get emotional. And so I have to know how to kind of manage all that. And that's all because of my dad that I'm able to keep a cool head and understand how to navigate relationships. So definitely huge motivators for me. That's for sure. Awesome. Uh, how old are your kids? You got four. So how old are they? We have a 15 year old girl, Natalie. We have a 13 year old boy, Nico. We have a six, almost seven-year-old Nixon, and we have a four, almost five, he turns five on New Year's Eve, uh, Nashville. So Natalie, Nico, Nixon, Nashville. All right. So three boys and a girl. That's right. Uh, awesome. And she's uh, she's hitting that prime teenage years, uh, quite the handful, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, nobody can quite prepare you for it. That is right. for sure. It's like, you're going to have a teenage daughter. It's like... Yeah, whatever. She's cool. She'll be fine. And then it's like something like a light switch. And it's like, oh, I get it now. This is a teenage girl and I'm not prepared for this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, well, I, I I don't know how it is with girls. I mean, I have nieces. My I have, one, I have two boys and that's it. Uh, and uh, they're 24 and 21. And, um, you know, they they were a lot of fun growing up. Two of my best friends now. Um, and I just uh, like I said, I've got nieces, but my wife has always wanted a girl, but we got two boys and we got a boy dog. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, well you're talk. out of the woods. You're out of the woods with 21 and 24. You're, you're smooth sailing now. I, I, 
It's yeah. it's like constant wrestling here. That's what we get. This nonstop fighting and wrestling. It's testosterone all over this house. Right. Um, let's talk about what uh, you guys, you and your wife are doing. Cause I love the, uh, I love the YouTube channel. Um, you talk about it, obviously um, I'll plug it and all that stuff with the show, but um, let's talk about it. Let's, let's, let's dive into how you guys got inspired to do it and uh, how it, how it led to where it is today. Well, my wife, I, I mentioned earlier, I think before we started, but she was a, um, she was a Yale school drama graduate. So acting is her world. So being the fact that I understood how to create music and she understood how to be on camera, that was kind of the perfect dynamic duo to be able to do this. Uh, and you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of other husband and wife duos that do YouTube stuff and they're awesome. We've been able to meet some of them and, and do all that, but we just kind of felt like it was something for us to do that would challenge our creativity and would let us kind of just also be in control of all of that we create instead of working sometimes on other projects for people. We kind of, uh, you know, we just have to navigate those relationships and try to make everybody happy. Well, this was just me and her being silly. And um, so we did the first one and it was a video called Five Little Witches. Just she stood there and we'll play the ukulele. Uh, well, she fake played the ukulele that I had pre-recorded. Um, so that's how that was done. And she sings the song and we're like, okay, just a little Halloween backdrop. And it's five little witches. Uh, that got 3 million views like out of nowhere. So we wow. were kind of like, what, what is this world? Um, and, you know, that's not like life changing. Like 3 million now is like, like 3 billion is now crazy. 3 million is just like, wow, that's, that's a good start. Um so we we continued to make another one and days of the week adams family was our second one because my wife said oh everybody in school they sing the adams family song but they use monday tuesday wednesday they use the days of the week sure let's do that one so i made that we put it up and again now i think that one's well over 10 or 15 million views or something like that um but YouTube is uh, one of those things where you kind of got to keep feeding the beast, you know, like you have to constantly put up new content. And we didn't really understand YouTube at first. So even though we are business people and creatives, we just kind of like to make the fun stuff and then, you know, cross our fingers and see if it goes somewhere. Um, but yeah, as far as YouTube goes, we just kept making them. And uh, I kept learning how to green screen better and animate these little things. So I really had to, we both really had to just dive into outside of our comfort zone of creating and learn how to do new things and just keep challenging ourselves. But the whole purpose of it is let's try to provide some sort of value where when kids do jump on screens, what can they watch that's one, entertaining, and two, will teach them something. Because, uh, you know, we're we're pretty crazy about screen time. We don't We don't let them just go wild. But we were always finding these super strange videos. And we're like, we don't really want our kids to be watching this stuff. And it just gets filtered through the YouTube algorithm. And there's no way for us to prevent it because our three-year-old or four-year-old doesn't know how to type in what they want. So they would just get fed random stuff. So we worked pretty hard over the last four years or so to get sucked into that algorithm. So now that when you're on YouTube kids, like a lot of our stuff will just kind of filter through the algorithm and be presented to kids. And we can firmly stand behind the fact that whatever it is we're creating is positive. One, um, it, there's no hidden agendas of any sort. It's just, if it's silly on the surface, that's what it was meant to be. It's just supposed to be a cool little thing for kids to watch. 
Uh, and then sometimes we get to include our kids in that and they have a lot of fun dressing up in costumes. We did a haunted house rock Elvis parody and my son is obsessed with Elvis Presley right now. So, you know, we just uh, we let them run with their ideas as well. And now Nixon, my six year old, is like a little producer. He'll sit in here in the room with me and I'll say, OK, you need to say the line three times. He goes, no, dad, it's two times. I'm like, you talk. It's three times. No, it's not. It's two times. And then he sings it. I'm like, oh, you're right. It's two times I was wrong. So he's a little producer now. The whole point is just for us to have fun. And hopefully that fun transfers over to the viewer, the children, the parents, the teachers that use our stuff. And so far, so good. So can't complain. Um, well, let me ask you this, because you're talking about having your kids involved. And I know that there's some, you know, parents that I talk to, dads that I coach, um, talk about they don't want their kids being displayed on social media and all that kind of stuff. Um <clears throat> How do you guys find that? Because I think that you're talking about dressing, they dress up, they have fun with it. It's just videos for kids. Um, but is there a sense of, uh, uh, I guess, nervousness or risk behind putting your kids on YouTube like that? It's definitely a conversation we've had. Um, I think a lot of our um, a lot of our worries about social media and YouTube for our children come far down to more of them, them using the platform versus them being on the platform. Um, we're able to kind of control the parameters of like our YouTube and who can reach out. And, you know, like I worry later when they have the tablet in their hand, like can somebody contact them? So I'm more worried about them as a user versus them as a creator. Um, I have worked with other YouTubers that are far, I mean, crazy popular, you know, five plus million subscribers. And it's a little unsettling because we've been out, you know, to dinner and random people walk up and mm. kids are kind of freaking out like, okay, who are these people? And why are they trying to talk to us? Like, why do they know us? And it's like, well, they know you because of the YouTube videos. And, you know, you have a lot of fans, you have a lot of people that want to meet you and, there's just always a really easy way to explain to them, like safety first, essentially, like if something don't go anywhere with any adults, if anybody starts talking to you about this stuff, just walk away, come find us. Like we're again, my dad being the police officer, we are super hypersensitive to like stuff like that. But overall, I feel OK. I feel like we've never encountered any experience on YouTube where somebody says inappropriate things or tries to reach out to us in an inappropriate way. And now YouTube has actually blocked all comments on children's content. Uh, we would get like weird comments that, you know, maybe somebody would use a bad word and we're like, why are you commenting this on a kid's video? Uh, but now YouTube doesn't even allow content or comments on our stuff or any children creator for that matter. So I think that they're also kind of doing their part in filtering out some of the bad characters that might show up. Mm, that's cool. So six years old and he's producing, um, is this, is this a, I know there are parents that, you know, want their kids to kind of go in their own direction, kind of follow their own path and not necessarily what their parents are doing. Do you hope your kids get into music or are you open to them doing anything that they want? Uh, definitely open to them doing whatever they want. Them saying they want to do music makes me super nervous. Um, Why is that? It's, it's, I've just been through it. I've been through the ringer. I've been everywhere from major labels to touring to all. And I'm go, okay, it's just, it's a nonstop hustle. Like even if you make it at the highest level, you know, I'm signed to Sony ATV. That is the highest level of music publishing in the world. 
And I was still very much like, oh, it doesn't stop. The grind doesn't stop. The hustling, the, you know, the networking, like everything just keeps getting more and more intense as you go. And you just have to be thick skinned and you have to be willing to one, have your moral threshold of like things you're not willing to do or cross in order to succeed. And I've never personally believed in trampling over people on my way to the top. Um, and so I always say like, there's plenty of times where I could have done bad things to people where I would have been pushed forward, but I just wasn't willing to. So instead, like, instead of maybe being in LA in a big old mansion in the Hills, I'm in Temecula and I'm just have my nice modest lifestyle. And I'm super happy with that because now I know that I don't have to deal with the guilt of doing bad things in my life. And those opportunities get presented to people all the time. And I don't want my kids to have to to navigate through that because it's really unsettling. And my daughter went from wanting to be a, uh, she wanted to be a, I forgot exactly what kind of doctor, but a, do a surgeon that operates on unborn babies. And I was like, this is a crazy aspiring thing, uh, goal to obtain. And I was like, this is lots of school. She's extremely smart, straight A student and all that stuff. But high school hits and then it's like oh there's theater and then she's involved with my wife's theater program she's like oh now i want to be an actress we're like what no like <laughs> doctor continue that path um and we don't know where she'll end up but ultimately our job is not to tell her what to do with her life uh, or any of our kids it's more so help them figure out how to do it the best way possible without you know getting hurt or having their expectations be way too high and being let down in the end. So yeah. That's how <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. I think that, uh, you know, for me in particular with my boys being older, uh, I think when we're, when our kids are younger, we do the best we can to help guide them in the right direction and meaning the direction that they'd like to go kind of help them navigate through it. But now as my kids are, my two boys are older, it's more of just advice. If they ask, you know, I don't, I don't poke or prod or, you know, pry into what they're, the decisions they're making. But if they come to me with questions, because, you know, I am an adult and have been here for a while, I've kind of nav navigated my way through different things. Uh, sure. You know, they might ask me questions like, you know, I got this coming up. What do you think I should do? Or how do you think I should say this or respond to this person? Or, and so I, I'm just now kind of an advisor to them uh, and they can take my advice or not, you know, it's fine. Uh, but, yeah. you know, they have to understand that whatever decision they make, they have to learn to own it and accept it. Okay. So uh, I'm sure yeah, that's I mean, what. Yeah. Luckily we haven't run into anything major with them yet being so young. And, but it's like the, my daughter, that was the first sort of like crossroads in her life where it's like, you have a decision to make, how are you going to navigate this now? And it's all of a sudden like the weight of the world falls on her and you're like, okay, I don't want to apply pressure and I don't want to tell you what to do, but you need to know what the reality of the world you're trying to enter into is. So I, when she wanted to be a doctor, we said, okay, well go, we're going to let you talk to people that we know that are doctors. Like we have family or friends that are doctors, ask them about their journey. And then we now say, okay, you want to be an actress? Well, my wife has friends on Broadway. We have friends in movies and TV. We're like, let's go talk to you. Go talk to them and you ask them what their process was and how it worked for them. And then weigh your options and say, okay, is this something I really want to go into? Or is this just something I'm emotionally like charged about right now? And I want to go try, but ultimately I'm going to end up settling back down and go back to wanting to be a doctor, you know, mm -hmm. and that's just teenage angst and emotion, I guess. <laughs>
We yeah. can change it in a moment. <laughs> when uh, when I think about four kids and I think about you know the busyness of your life with four, you know, three in particular that are that are younger, um, what challenges do you guys face, you and your wife, together in trying to not only make this um, business or this brand successful? but also, you know, navigate through family life. What challenges do you guys face right now? Oh, the biggest challenge is keeping our house clean. <laughs> that is like uh, both my wife and I are like match made in heaven because we were both so OCD about like where things go, what what's the house needs to look like. So that is extremely hard because by the time we've cleaned one room and go to the next, the first room's destroyed and we have to start all over again. Uh, and for us, we're like, we need to have this like Zen sort of state in order to create good content. Uh, so good luck with that. We'll figure it out at some point. But the the real hard stuff is mostly just scheduling, honestly, like trying to be practical about the needs of both myself and my wife and our kids. So we have to think about extracurricular activities. We have to think about her work, my work, because this isn't the only thing we do. She teaches theater and directs uh, theater productions for a company here in Temecula. Uh, I have clients that I take into the studio and work on their song. So we still do more than just the YouTube and the Martin and Rose music thing. Um, and so, you know, just trying to figure out how to make sure that nobody feels like they're getting the short end of the stick. Um, we obviously can't just say yes to everything. So sometimes when kids are like, well, we want to do baseball and we want to be in a play and we want to do, okay, well, that's cool. But pick, you got to pick one for this season because one, I'm not a taxi. I'm not a chauffeur. I'm not going to drive you around all over the place because we have to be practical about what we're doing. Uh, but the best part for us is that both my wife and I are so willing to be involved in each thing that they want to do as much as they're involved in it. So like they go to baseball, well, I'm going to go help and volunteer coaching and I'm going to be a part of that just because I have a big passion for baseball. It gets me outside. It does benefit me as well. And so we just try to make the most of each difficult situation by instead of resisting it, we just dive all in and make that our thing for that time. Uh, cause it ultimately for our mental health, that's the way to go because then we don't feel overwhelmed. We feel like we're just active participants in their things. Uh, date nights are hard to come by. That's for sure. <laughs> so on top of everything that we do, we're like, okay, well, how do we find time just for the two of us as a husband and wife? We did a cruise recently and it was two days to Mexico, but that was, that was great because just two days of silence and just me and her, that's, you know, those little, those little victories go a long way and recharge us to keep going. Um, but we've actually decided that we're going to take an enormous break from life. So we are going to buy a fifth wheel and we're going to leave for two months and we're going to drive pretty much all the way up to Canada, back through a third of the country. And we're just going to kind of uh, be in nature and be together and make some little videos about traveling and not, you know, we told all of our clients and all of our students, we just said to everybody, we're going to be gone for two, these two months. So just be prepared for it. And everybody's been super supportive and they're telling us we should do it for sure. So that's kind of on our agenda as well, which is when things get overwhelming or even stale, sometimes doing the same thing every day, we're like, let's think of something crazy and let's go do that instead. So cool. Are your kids going to go? I mean, I'm assuming they are. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be wild. We got some homeschool kids, so it's easier for us to get on the road. Two of our kids are the high school kids. They're 
uh, they're with us part-time. They're from my wife's previous marriage. So they're going to stay in their school. Uh, cause you know, they got all they care about is their friends right now and their social life, which we respect. And that's cool. And two months isn't that long. And so we're going to, and then we make up for it cause we have them all summer. So that's, you know, makes, makes up that time. But, um, yeah, we just decided the, the little ones and us, we're going to go and see what we can make of it and try to just clear our heads so that when we come back, we can grind even harder and keep going. That's awesome. Well, I think I'm going to go with you uh, because yeah. that's, that sounds like a, that sounds like an awesome trip. Uh, <laughs> that's very cool. Um, yeah, oh, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. Don't get me wrong. I've never <laughs> hooked a fifth wheel to anything before. So I'm, I'm been in learning mode since uh, we've decided this in September. So like I, ever since September, I've been in like, okay, well, what are these different tools? How do I do this? What do I need to pack? And so I'll be prepared by the time we go, but we're shopping for a fifth wheel right now so that I could practice driving the thing. Because the last thing I want to do is get on the road day one and be like, I don't know how to park it. I don't know how to do anything. So that's probably the part I'm the most scared about, but we'll be okay. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, you know, you mentioned one of the first things you mentioned there is, you know, scheduling. And I think that's super important. I don't think enough parents really realize that, you know, it's easy to put, you know, minor things on the calendar, but I really encourage parents, I encourage dads put everything on your calendar, including your family time, including your date nights, because yeah. if it's not on the calendar, it can easily get forgotten or replaced with something else. Uh, we know that life throws these curveballs at us throughout the day that may interrupt or interfere with something that we have on our schedule. But there are certain things within my own family that are just non-negotiables. You know, my wife and I are we spend a lot of time together, um, you know, working on, you know, just our marriage in general. We want to make sure our marriage is healthy. So every night at 7.30, we're, we, we're each reading out of our own uh, same copy, but each or same book, but each copy of, uh, of this, of marriage book. And we do that every night, uh, just to, just to make sure we're staying in touch with ourselves. Uh, that's something that's a non-negotiable for me. Um, you talked about being involved in coaching and stuff like that. I coached my boys from the ages of four, all the way up through high school. Uh, I coached yeah. basketball, football, baseball, all those things. Uh, and it was like one of, one of my areas that I could not only, um, participate in the things that they're doing because, I get to take them to practice and I get to sit there and watch them practice or sit at their games. I might as well get involved. That was kind of my mentality. And uh, it just turned into just a, essentially a part-time career of coaching. And I coached over 20 years. I coached thousands of kids uh, and it was our chance to bond as well and strengthen our relationship. Um, and so it's something that, that I take, took very seriously. Uh, but scheduling is so important. Uh, my wife and I, every Sunday evening, you know, before the week comes up, we sit down and ask each other, what do you have going on this week? What do I have going on this week? And we put it on the calendar. So that way we know uh, that it's, uh, it's there. Um, so that's super important, especially for you guys with, you know, production and your wife teaching and, you know, trying to do videos, trying to get the kids involved, navigating through their schedules to make sure that they can be, you know, a, you know, there for you guys when you need them in your videos, but also be involved in the stuff that they're doing. Um, so yeah, yeah. And we have, my wife has a great expression, which is you make plans and God laughs because there are those times where it's just like, you try, you try so hard to be like on it. And, and then it's just like, oh yeah sick kid today. He's going to wake up with a runny nose. How are you going to do this? It's like, Oh, come on. Like, and that happens. Sorry. I have a trash truck driving by. Um, give it a second. 
Yeah. So, uh, you know, we, we kind of live by that motto of like, okay, plan and schedule, but expect the unexpected and know how to pivot and just know how to change it. Cause even Stephanie, my wife, she said, uh, well, what happens if you get on the road in a fifth wheel and then it just starts raining? I was like, well, I guess that's just a movie day. I guess that's just a day in and you hang out and you enjoy each other inside. I was like, because that's something I can't be in control of. So therefore, I either I have two options, be upset about it and let it ruin my trip or run with it and go play in the rain or just call it a movie day and just hunker down. It, it is what it is. And uh, that's kind of how we approach all of our life, which is just it is what it is. You have to navigate and, you know, move and pivot whenever you can. But hopefully at the end, it, it all makes sense. And I would say we could probably make a lot more YouTube videos if everything went exactly as planned, but it doesn't. So that's okay. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, <laughs> um, you know, I think about uh, these videos and I think about how uh, useful they were over the last two and a half years of this thing that we've gone through as a, as a world in the pandemic, you know, people being stuck in the house. And so there was a lot of screen time for not only parents, but kids too, because they're stuck at home, couldn't really do anything. Did you find uh, that, you know, maybe there was a higher volume of viewers uh, with the, you know, during that, during that time? Absolutely. So we, we that's when we got sucked into the YouTube kids algorithm, which is a whole separate app. So there's YouTube and there's YouTube kids. Um, for the first two years, we were having a lot of trouble getting into that. And we felt that it was just like, you know, there's some politics involved in all this. Like, you know, how long have you been around? Who do you know? What circles do you run with? And we just weren't in that, that cool kids club at that point. And so we just kept making videos. And then when COVID hit, we, um, you know, we, we pushed harder with our content making because one, we were just home all the time and, you know, again, sit around watching TV or, you know, be a viewer or be a creator is that was our choice at that point. And so we decided to be creators and we just kind of went harder and made more content and made more songs. Uh, we wrote an entire record that just came out called Dear Heart. And that's kind of like a record about growing up and then also experiencing some of the scary parts of life. So we did some of our best work during that uh, period. And as a result, we came out of the other side with a, a larger audience for sure. Um, and just a new, a new way of looking at YouTube and how it can be a, a good tool for kids versus just being, you know, the screen that the, the dreaded screen time that we all try to avoid. Um, but ultimately, yeah, I would definitely say there was a lot more, a lot more viewers and our, our analytics went through the roof, which then allowed us to latch on through that. And so now they've stayed elevated versus um, before we were having a lot of trouble growing because it was just a lot of competition and not enough viewers, maybe. And now that we we've broken through that level, now we're kind of maintaining and staying in a good spot and growing a lot faster as a result. Yeah. Um, I, you know, it's, it's funny. I was just talking to my wife the other night about this, you know, with the pandemic and the things that parents had to really uh, kind of navigate through not only parents, but kids as well. And and I used to have dads, you know, during the heavy times of the pandemic that just would message me or something and say, Hey, I can't get my kid off the screen. Um, do you have any advice on how to, you know, how I get them, you know, off the screen? And I said, well, they can't go outside. They can't go hang out with friends. Uh, you guys can't go anywhere. You guys are kind of stuck in the house. 
So instead of trying to get them off the screen, how about you just, you know, play with them, uh, see what they're doing and interact with them. And, and a lot of it was video games, you know, kids were really heavy into video games and stuff because that was their, that was essentially their screen time. Uh, but I said, you know, why not play the video games with them, have them teach you how to play the video games. And that not only keeps them entertained, but helps you guys bond and be together um, and because you can't do anything else. So instead of trying to punish them because they're on it so much, just enjoy it with them. And that we're, we're all navigating through this thing that we've never been through before. And they're really struggling with it and they don't understand it. So enjoy this time. I, I kind of felt like the pandemic was more of a blessing than anything else because it really drove families to be closer together uh, yeah. instead of, you know, the, the nuances of, of just being busy in life and constantly running and going. So, um, you know, sometimes the easy route is just telling your kids what to do. And it's like, okay, well, if that, if they're on the screen, stop being on the screen, go do something else. Well, what is that something else? And you nailed it, which is okay. Well, why don't we figure out something to do? Not you go figure out something to do. And I think that as adults, we just have to sometimes go is whatever I'm doing right now, that important. Is it like, do I really have some sort of imaginary deadline that I've set for myself? That's not real. And, a lot of the times I would say that's the case, like the pressure to finish a work uh, task or something that you have to do right now. No, you don't. Nobody's waiting for you. Nobody's worried about what you're doing. It's like, just take the 15, 30 minutes hour and go do something with your kid. And you're going to realize the rest of the day is so much easier because you're not going to keep fighting them. Right. And those little lessons and patience and, and con the, you know, lowering your anxiety levels to feel like you have so much pressure, uh, you know, obviously I'm not perfect. I still hit those brick walls all the time. Where I'm like, no, I need to do this. And, uh, and then I try to take a step back and go, do I know? Like who's actually waiting for this, uh, next little YouTube video to come up first thing tomorrow? I'm like, nobody, it's like, it'll gain traction over the next year. You know, these videos take time to grow. And, uh, as a result, like, yeah, my kids are happier when I'm around versus the other sort of relationship. You're like, Oh, dad's in the room. We're going to all have to go to put you know rake leaves and do yard work or something um and you know that that was my dad growing up to be honest he was he was very hard and you know he was either at work or when he was at home we were doing house stuff but that kind of molded my character so i try to have a nice blend of both which is that stern like we got to do stuff let's get it done but at the same time how do we do it in a fun way and you know my kids I see that they enjoy my presence and that's really important to me and i think that covid helped maybe not necessarily like we already spend a ton of time together as a family, but I think it helped shape the way we spend that time together. That's for sure. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, I want to ask you one more question because I, I found this fascinating. You said in the very beginning of this interview that uh, you were into heavy metal. I mean, you were into really heavy rock and now, oh, yeah. and now here you are doing <laughs> kids kids videos and kids songs um how did that transition happen because that's that's quite a quite a jump for a, for somebody who's thinking that rock music and heavy metal well sometimes you just have to be a little childlike and silly and so i decided that i was okay with making this kind of music and that to be honest with you is the difference between somebody who's successful in music and somebody who's not is the ability to like uh 
let go of the passion sometimes and just be a little silly, try to like break up the Manani. And I'm still, I still get to work with all sorts of artists that do different kinds of music. So I'm very much still fulfilled by like my rock and country and like all the other stuff I love is still very much a part of my life. Um, but I try to put some of my influences into the music that we create. So we've done some like heavier, like rock sounding songs uh, just for fun. Um, but the, I guess that's all I can do is just try to bring all my influences into it and make it as close to what I would want a kid's record to sound like. So ultimately at the end of the day, you hear a record that's influenced by metal, rock, country, pop, all of this, but it's packaged in a, in a kid friendly way. And so I have fun. And sometimes I've come up with, with music where my wife's like, what are you doing? Like, that's, that's like super aggressive. And I'm like, oh yeah, I guess it is. Like maybe scale that one back a little bit, but I think I enjoy a lot of different things. And so I'm just finding the parts I enjoy about this. And and I never really thought like I was missing out on anything else that I'm passionate about. So balance, balance and everything. Right. And you'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. If all I did was this, if, I, if all I did was this, I might go a little bit crazy, but <laughs> Uh, just because all these songs are so silly, but because I have awesome clients out here and I get to do other uh, a more adult songwriting sessions, like that's what keeps me uh, on a good level for sure. Uh, very cool. Um, what is your guys, you and your wife, what is your guys's hopes for, you know, this, this, I guess you, this brand, what is your guys's hopes for it? I think I would really like to open a production facility. Uh, my wife wants to make movies as well. She has made a movie in the past and she, we understand that world. We, we know how to navigate that as well, but everything is money and everything is, you know, politics and time and relationships. So we're trying to figure out the best way for us to move forward with uh, some investors, possibly that we can open a production facility where we can make these YouTube videos without having to deal with the trash truck driving by in the background <laughs> and things like that. Having more of a controlled environment uh, and then also nurturing other aspiring YouTube creators, other children's content creators, bands, and uh, open that facility to be able to help them create more stuff. Um as well as then jumping in more into like feature films, which we would like to do films that are kind of a little bit more like those older, like Nickelodeon movies, like Harriet the Spy, like where they just have this, like, or like Home Alone is a perfect example of like a movie I would love to create. Something that's like lighthearted and funny. Uh, John Hughes did Home Alone and John Hughes is like one of my favorite directors. All those classic 80, 80s movies, The Breakfast Club, 16 Candles. Like those, they just have this movie magic to them or anything done by Steven Spielberg, but I don't think we're getting $300 million budgets anytime soon <laughs> to do those, but just something that makes us happy and that are fun to do. And I know at some point my wife's going to want to do some crazy Shakespearean film because she's very much, she's way deeper than I am. I mean, I'm surface level compared to her. Um, but that's kind of the goal is just to keep it going in a direction where we can um, feel financially good about our, you know, our home life and be able to afford travel and things that we want to do, um, have enough money also to be able to give to the, the organizations and people that we want to give money to. Uh, and at the same time, live out the rest of this dream, which is just to wake up every day and play pretend for a living. And because that to us is the most important thing, because I'm 
you know the expression, you know, do something you love and you'll never work a day in your life. And it's 100% true. I never feel like I have to work at all. I just kind of exist in this uh, fantasy land and it's a lot of fun. And instead of getting sucked into somebody else's world, I want to make my world bigger and keep bringing in more and more creators and uh, amazing people that can help make the products and the music and the videos way better than I could ever just do on my own computer at, at home. So that's the goal. Grow a team and keep going up. Yeah, that's awesome. Very cool. Well, uh, Daniel, if if my listeners, viewers wanted to look you guys up, learn a little bit more about you, best places for them to do that. Yeah, uh, Martin and Rose Music is our kids stuff. That's all over YouTube. Just Martin and Rose Music will pop right up. Uh, same on Spotify. Our Spotify is doing great right now. So Martin and Rose Music on Spotify. Uh, I believe my personal Instagram is Daniel Martin Producer. So if you know anybody who wants to do music or songwrite, I'm always looking for new talented people to help out. Um, but yeah, those those are the socials for the most part. I mean, our Martin and Rose music, the socials are very difficult to come up with on a daily basis for this kid stuff. Uh, but we're also on Instagram, Facebook and all that. Everything's just under Martin and Rose music. Awesome. Well, cool. Well, listen, Daniel, it's been an absolute pleasure getting to know you, my friend. And uh, as yeah. we as we discussed before we started recording, we're neighbors. So maybe one of these times you and I can uh, grab a meal together or something and get to know each other a little that bit would, more. That would be awesome. That would yeah. be really cool. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for being on, my friend. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, listen, guys, thank you again for watching, tuning in, listening wherever you are in the world. Uh, thank you again to my good friend, Daniel Martin. And make sure you guys are checking out Daniel and Rose Music. Um, check out what they're doing. They're doing awesome videos, awesome music for not only families, but for kids. And it's, it's a safe place for your kids to go check out fun videos that his whole family is involved in. And they're doing just remarkable work. So make, make sure you guys are subscribing to his YouTube channel. And as always, make sure you guys are subscribing to my YouTube channel so you don't miss any of the awesome guests like Daniel that I have on each and every week. And as always, I look forward to seeing you all on the next episode of Dad Up. Wow, another amazing episode in the books. So much was shared, and I'm truly grateful my guest was able to pour into you to help you elevate your dad game and really dad up. Make sure you bang that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. And while you're here, please don't forget to leave me a rating and a review. I always appreciate the feedback. Also, did you know you can watch the video interview of this episode? You can by simply going to my YouTube channel at Dad Up Podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe to my channel. And one last thing, don't forget, your role as a dad is one of the most important roles you have. So if you need a little help or have questions, don't hesitate to reach out to me on my website at daduptribe.com or at my Instagram page at Dad Up Podcast. Until next time, everyone, Dad Up.